Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Good morning, everyone, and welcome inside Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. This is the Bob Pompiani Show, and we're happy to have you aboard. All you got to do is call the number 412-928-9370, and you will be in touch with Matt Harkins, who will put you in touch with us right here in the studio. So there's a lot to get into today. Before I do that, though, I want to remind you, that the fan text line, which is available to you as well, same number, is brought to you by Edgar Snyder & Associates, a personal injury law firm, where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. And fan Twitter is brought to you by South Hills Kia in Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.com. And our show brought to you by the good people of PNC Bank. Make today the day at PNC, number one Cochrane. Shop 24-7 with Expressway at Cochrane.com. Iron Rock Tap House. Come see what everyone is talking about in Greensburg, right next to the live casino. A great place to watch games like today. And there's plenty of stuff on, which we'll get into. Ireland Contracting, home of the nightly sports call. Make sure you check out all the things they have going for them at Ireland Contracting. And Chenderovich, Chenderovich, and Fishman, they got your back, not your wallet. All right, it's been a busy week. As you know, the Steelers eliminated from the postseason after a loss in Buffalo where, once again, they fell behind big, and that has been the way the last five playoff games have gone uh, with big losses uh, in the first quarter, first half. First quarter of games outscored 66 to zip in those five games. Man, you can't fall behind. Um, and when you do that, you're asking for problems. And you know, it's it's player performance, it's execution, it's preparation, it's scheme. It's a lot of things that go into that. So they were down, they fought back, um, and lost eventually 31-17 to with some poor tackling mixed in there as well. And so the Steelers go back to the drawing board and now try to figure out what they can do. And one thing we do know, Mike Tomlin is coming back. There is a extension forthcoming. He will look outside the organization for his next offensive coordinator, which is in distinct contrast to what he did with the last two, Randy Fickner and Matt Canada, both promoted from within, from quarterback coach to OC. And this time, it's not just going to be Mike Tomlin either. It's going to be Art Rooney II and Omar Khan, although they keep pretty much everything in a collective over there um, at South Water Street, and that's that's served them well, and that's what they'll do this time. But the one thing that Mike Tomlin said about this position is that he is looking for someone who's had the experience of doing this in the NFL. Well, that opens up some eyes because now you're narrowing the list and you're shutting the door for, uh, you know, some young guy out there who might be on some staff needing an opportunity, but you want somebody who could come in who's had a good track record. I immediately thought of Clint Kubiak just because of the way he does business out there. And San Francisco has been a fertile place to get, you know, offensive coordinators, head coaches, defensive coordinators, 
Kyle Shanahan's system is a pretty good one, obviously, and they are the number one seed in the NFC. Clint Kubiak would be a choice of mine for sure. Others that come to mind, Eric Bieniemy, who's still looking for that opportunity as a head coach, but he can take a position here now that Washington, unless they make you know uh, different offers down there, uh, but he's a guy who spent so many years with Andy Reid in Kansas City. You know what he's all about. Kellen Moore is another one. Um, the name that keeps popping up around here is Byron Leftwich, and I hope you know there doesn't need to be a local component to this. Uh, somebody who's attached to the Steelers, who's had experience with the Steelers. I don't think that needs to be anything to be added to the mix here. You got to just be able to judge someone on what they can do, what their mind says, what their scheme says, what their um, you know program does as an offense. What are you looking for? Uh, obviously, they got to score more points and do more things and make life a little easier for their quarterbacks. Frank Reich's available. He was fired quickly in uh, Carolina. I thought an interesting name out there, and he has not been uh, on a team ever since he was released from Baltimore, Greg Roman, who was replaced, and he had a pretty good rundown there in Baltimore. So call me with what you think uh, at 412-928-9370. Also hit me up on Twitter. It's at KD Pomp. We also have a lot of NFL head coaching news going on. And the bottom line there is who will end up where? We always see Antonio Pierce is going to be the head coach of Vegas. Players put on a lot of pressure. You know, that that's an interesting thing for me when I see players talking about who they prefer. Number one, it's not their business. I understand that they feel certain ways about certain people. But, uh, you know, as an organization, you have to do what you think is best for the organization. And if that differs from how players feel, then so be it. But obviously – the players felt very strongly about Antonio Pierce. He did a very good job as an interim, so he gets the job there. Bill Belichick has interviewed twice in Atlanta, but so has Jim Harbaugh. He's also interviewed with the Chargers. Mike Vrabel, I suspect, will end up in Seattle if he doesn't get one of these jobs, and it looks like he's not the front runner. It's going to be Belichick or Harbaugh. But, you know, Mike Vrabel's a guy who I really like uh, just because of what he's been able to do down there with a physical uh, part of his game in the run department on offense that seems to marry well with what the Steelers believe. And, you know, they their last game of the year, boy, they came out and played for him. There's no question about that. So it says a lot about him as a coach and his ability to get the players. So those are all things we're talking about. We'll also get into the wild card game and its viewership last week and some of these division games. I love division championship weekend. I think it's the best weekend in football. You got two highly anticipated games, both Saturday and Sunday, and we'll see where that leads us. Uh, we'll get into that and break it down as well. Tonight we got Pitt and Duke, and Pitt has just fallen into an ACC gutter right now. They haven't been able to do anything. They're one and five ACC, losing at home a few times in the last uh, couple of games, and now they got to go to Duke at eight p.m. tonight. Our coverage here on the Fan begins at seven thirty. We'll get into that and the Penguins. A very interesting topic at this point because the Penguins are now 42 games into this season. They are still on the outside looking in, so we're beyond the halfway point now. And they got to figure out some things here. Number one, they got to get their power play moving. It has not been very good at all. And when you have a team that has so many top end people, you would expect that they would be able to do some things on the power play, and they haven't done it. To the tune of 13.7%. It's not the worst, but it's near the bottom. We had problems with them sitting here watching them last year, and they were already up at a whopping 21.7%. That's 8% more. They're going to be hard to close that gap. And Eric Carlson, for as much talent as he brings, 
I don't know that he's made all that much of a difference. Uh, I don't know how you feel at 412-928-9370, but I, I'm to the point where I, I want to see more from Eric Carlson. They're paying him a lot, which means they should expect a lot from him. And he has he's struggled uh, to the point where you know, I look at it and I say, I want to see more, especially if he's going to be on that first unit power play. Uh, if Getty Malkin has really struggled on the power play, he has one goal, I think, this year on the power play, and, and that's normally an area where you know, he's supposed to thrive, and he hasn't been able to do it. I still, and I said at the beginning, and they did this briefly, got out of an 0-for-30 slump. Jeff Carter, he's on the roster. It seems like he still has good hands. Put him in front of the net. They need to get more uh, confusion in the eyes and more, you know, traffic in front of goaltenders. They haven't been able to do that successfully. They puck, they uh, pass the puck beautifully, but they don't shoot as much as I would like also. But they got to straighten that out. They're 21-15-6 right now. That's good for 48 points, one point out of a wild card. So they're still right in the cluster of teams that are battling. So it's not like they're way out of contention. Uh, they just have to close the gap a little bit, and they haven't been able to do that even though they've gone 6-2-2 uh, two and two in their last 10 games. The bigger issue with the Penguins is going to be Jake Gensel. Uh, Jake Gensel is a tremendous hockey player, and uh, for his statue – uh, you know, he's, his stature is not that big of a guy, but, boy, his heart is big, and he knows how to play with Sidney Crosby. It's a tremendous connection there. So back-to-back uh, 40-goal -back seasons, he is going to come close again this year. He's 29, but he's at the end of a contract. The other thing that I really think people should realize, if you don't already, about Jake Ensel is he is a tremendous uh, power play guy in the playoffs, and he puts up posts uh, in the playoffs, big numbers in the playoffs. Um, that's where he's been at his best, actually. But he's, he's heading for another 35 to 40 goal season. And so I think they need to, to figure out what they're going to do with him. Um, he makes $6 million a year, which is a bargain based on what he's done on his score sheet. He has outperformed his contract. So I look it around and I see what other guys have gotten in free agency and also teams that have just ponied up. The most recent is um, Michael Nylander with Toronto. Uh, eight years, $92 million. That's over $11 million a year. They already have Austin Matthews at a huge sum of money, and some of these guys now are gone over 10 to 11 to $12 million. Is he that kind of player? No. But does he deserve a raise? Yes. And Kyle Dubas came in here thinking that he wanted to keep this group together to try to win one more championship. That was the way they operated. If you trade Jay Gensel uh, and you're still involved in this, but you're not necessarily in the playoff picture, but you're close – I don't know what that does to this team, and I don't know what that does to the people who are, you know, the core players who you promised this would be a one last chance for you guys over the next three years to win a championship. So there's a there's a lot of business that's got to go on there. They got to figure out number one what Gensel wants. I don't think these conversations have started. I think they should. The trade deadline is March the eighth. If they can't figure out something, if they get the feeling that he's not going to sign for the kind of money that they can offer him, and by the way, that shouldn't be a problem. Uh, the, the, the cap's going to go up next year, so they have money to spend there. They'll also have some guys who will come off their salary cap books, specifically Jeff Carter. He won't re-sign, and that saves you a lot of money. Um, and there'll be other moves you know, to make sure there's money available to him. So even if he wants, I'll go as high as $9 million a year, that would be below what some of these guys are getting who have very similar track records to him. You know, But he's going to be 30. How many years do you want to give him? And if you're Kyle Dubas and the Penguins, what do you expect out of a 34- to 35-year-old Jake Ensel? 
So these are things that are going to have to be on. If not, you got to trade him because you don't get any value if he becomes a free agent. You don't. Um, you can't afford to have him just walk and get nothing if that's the case. So that's an interesting question. What would you do if you were Kyle Dubas with Jake Gensel? And do you think the Penguins have enough to push themselves into a playoff spot? I do. I expect teams in front of them, some of them to come backwards. You know, the the Devils have been up and down, not so great. Um, I look at the Islanders and I see problems on that team. I think Washington will come back to the pack. The one team that's a little surprising to me is Philadelphia. The Flyers have, you know, they're 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 challenging for the division lead on what is clearly a rebuild for them. John Tortorella has gotten a lot out of this group, and they have some young players, but they're trying to rebuild. They're they're loading up in the future, uh, coming up this draft and next. If you're at the trade deadline and you're Philadelphia in the middle of a rebuild, and you try to acquire players by giving up the equity and the draft capital that you have to try to rebuild, are you doing them a favor or not? I don't know. And how does the fan base in Philadelphia feel? Because they've you know outperformed their expectations for sure. That's an interesting question, but I expect them to come back to the pack too. And they, you know, the funny thing about them is you look at these power play numbers. Um, they have one of the worst power plays if not the worst in the NHL. And here they are, still piling on points, playing real well in front of Carter Hart. Their young players have come through. Uh, it is an interesting thing to watch Philadelphia at this point. But the Penguins have got their own issues to worry about. And it starts tonight when they take on the Vegas Golden Knights in Las Vegas. Always a great place. You'll see a lot of Penguin fans there as well. So this will be interesting uh, to see – what the Penguins do in the next coming weeks because things will get more difficult. They don't play a division game um, for a while. you know. So they make up points normally in this situation. All right, we're going to take a break here. 412-928-9370. I want to get some calls on here. I have a computer issue, and I'm working on that right now. So once I get through it, I'll be able to find out who Matt has served up here on the calls because I know there are people, unless you want to tell me a name first. We'll get one in before we go to a break. Matt, who we got? Joe. Hey, Joe, what's going on? How are you? Welcome to the fam. What's going on, man? Yeah, hey, Bob. Happy New Year because I haven't talked to you. Listen, I have a seed to plant uh, real quick because I know you got last call. Uh, like Art Rooney, I always feel lately that it's more important for him to have three coaches for going on 55 years than the culture of the old Steelers. And Tomlin, he said something very interesting. Like, he already said, I'm staying. But I remember McCarthy for Dallas didn't know if he was staying until he talked to Jones. So I guess uh, uh, Rooney talked to him and said, you know, you got your last year. But I've never heard before on the podium the other day that uh, a coach said, yeah, I'm getting ready. You know, we're going to have an extension. Usually never nothing's talked like that until the extension is complete behind doors. And then it's uh, announced on the news. So he must have power like Joe Paterno, you know, that you can kick a president out of your house. So that's the way I feel about that, uh, Bob. Well, I'll say this. I'm sure they had discussed everything before this ever came to be. Uh, and his his intention was to say, I've never considered walking away. I want to continue. And he must have had some assurances that that was going to happen. Otherwise, why say it? There's a different okay, thing. Uh, I'm afraid to, you know, I'll be 83 in three years, and they're going to give him two more years. It's going to be the same old, same old. There's no more Super Bowl. There's no more playoffs. Well, unless they make the right changes with their offensive coordinator and some staff issues there and do the right uh, thing Leftwich, that way. Leftwich, who uh, Brady made Leftwich, they'll get him and no, we'll be back. Well, I hope more. that doesn't happen. And I like Byron. But yeah, I well, thanks, say, Bob. Yeah, thank you, Joe. But I also think this is an interesting 
thing when you compare Tomlin and McCarthy's situation. Mike McCarthy's a good coach. I don't think anyone will debate that for you, right? Uh, 12 and 5 the last three seasons. One playoff win in Dallas. That's more than Mike has here. But his playoff record is better than Mike Tomlin's, and he's beaten Tomlin head to head in a Super Bowl. Both outstanding coaches. But in Jerry Jones's case, he is saying, You got one more year. It's a prove it year for you. The difference is his coaching staff has been there with him for the last four years. So those guys, you know, they all are in it for one thing to get them into the playoffs, to do some damage in the playoffs, and then get an extension. The Steelers, on the other hand, they can't really afford. I think, to go into this on a one-and-done situation now that they fired Matt Canada. They need, because what you do is you limit the number of potential candidates who would come here knowing that Mike Tomlin has one year left. It serves them well to extend him to make sure that they can get the best candidate. And that's where this comes in. They have to get the best candidate to do this. And they said they want NFL experience. I listed those names who I thought were in play. But this is also going to be a joint effort between Art Rooney, Mike Tomlin, and Omar Khan. And I don't know if that's been the case in the past. My, my hunch is that Mike Tomlin hires his coaches with very few interferences from ownership. Now, that may change this time around. We'll see how it goes, and I think that's going to be the most important item to watch. When we come back, I'm going to get into the quarterback situation. I know a lot of you were encouraged by what you saw from Mason Rudolph, but he is at the end of a contract. He now is a free agent. What do the Steelers do? They say they want him back. But Mike Tomlin said something that may drive him away. We'll talk about that and more. 412-928-9370 is the number to call. I want to remind you, we talk to Doug Whaley every Wednesday here on The Fan, but you can have dinner, drinks, and cigars with him during a private dinner at A La Familia's Blue Pearl Cigar Lounge on January the 29th. You're going to get a great dinner, wine, and cigars, and they do have great food there in the lounge, along with unfiltered conversation with a former NFL GM. Call A La Familia today and reserve a space. It's 412-488-1440. Want to hear from you next? Call us with your state of the Steelers, what you expect to happen with their search for an offensive coordinator, Mason Rudolph, Kenny Pickett, what do they do in the quarterback room, and the Penguins and Pitt. All that on the table right here on Sports Radio 93.7. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Welcome back as we continue right here on Sports Radio 93.7, The Fan until 1, Bob Pompiani, Matt Harkins behind the glass, taking your calls at 412-928-9370. Thanks to PNC Bank for being a sponsor. Number one, Cochrane. Shop 24-7 with Expressway at Cochrane.com. Iron Rock Tap House in Greensburg. Come see what everyone is talking about. Great place to watch games on a cold day like today. It's right next to the live casino. Also, have Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. They got your back, not your wallet in Ireland. Contracting. They do great work when it comes to roofs especially but other things as well and they're also the sponsor and host of the nightly sports call all right real quick uh penguins find themselves right now in seventh place in the metropolitan but it's a little deceiving because they're only a point behind the islanders and devils and both those teams have played more games so the penguins do have games in hand there the rangers and flyers won two in the division at 58 and 56 points the penguins find themselves 10 points behind the rangers and coming up, it's Vegas tonight. And Vegas has been very good, as you know. They are 57-point team. After that, the Penguins go to Arizona. And they've been better. They're over 500, and they have more points than the Penguins do. Actually, more wins than the Penguins do. And then they come home to take on the Florida Panthers, which will not be an easy assignment. The Panthers are a really good team in the Eastern Conference, second place behind Boston. 412-928-9370 is the number. We're also talking about these playoff games. Division playoff in the NFL, we I think it's a great time of year. Two games each day. Uh, Texas, or the Houston Texans, and the Baltimore Ravens today. Uh, you would think Baltimore has the advantage. They're rested. They're at home. But I, you know, I look at Houston, and I see a very young and productive team. And what they did to Cleveland last week was eye-opening. C.J. Stroud on this season has been the most efficient quarterback in the NFL. If you look at efficiency ratings – He's only thrown five interceptions. That's by far the fewest of anyone uh, in these playoffs, the teams that are left. So five interceptions, his rating is 100.5. He seems very mature back there. And they got some good young players on that team. Dalton Schultz has become his favorite tight end target. He's been outstanding. He has another one in Brevin Jordan who came up with a um, 76-yard touchdown touchdown. I just I look at what their options are led by Nico Collins, and I think, man, this team, they can do some things offensively. Can they do it against a Baltimore defense? That has been really good this season. Um, Justin Matabuke has been outstanding this year. Uh, he has a lot of sacks, first Pro Bowl selection. I think he had 13 or 14 sacks this year. You have Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen, I think two of the best inside linebackers back-to-back in the game, both mega tacklers. And Jadavion Clowney has been outstanding since he signed there, he has almost 10 sacks, 9.5. Uh, he goes year to year with different teams, and he seems like he's really you know, fit in well with Cleveland, or with Baltimore, I mean. And Geno Stone is a Newcastle guy, leads the inter- uh, NFL with seven interceptions. So they got a lot of talent in that game. I personally think the Texans will give them all they can handle, but I see Baltimore advancing. And then you have Green Bay and San Francisco, uh, the NFC number one seed. And you have the 49ers who have just a plethora of talent on their team. I don't think there's any question that Brock Purdy uh, is the real deal, although he still has this distractor detractors. After that game against Baltimore, people said, well, look, he threw five, four interceptions, whatever they had that night. Okay, it was one game. Uh, the rest of his season has been pretty good. If you discount that game, 31 touchdowns, four interceptions. That's pretty good against the rest of the NFL. I think the Steelers found out everything about him. But he's got so many weapons when you look at McCaffrey and, and Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, and others, and they got a good defense to back it up. So that's going to be a tough assignment, although 
I will tell you that Jordan Love has been outstanding with a whole bunch of young people around him. Romeo Dobbs was a second-round pick, I believe, last year, and they have two rookies, Jaden Reed and Daytavion Wicks, who both are rookies and both coming up big for them. And 32 touchdowns, just 11 interceptions for Jordan Love. He has really come on. He's been far better than I thought. We'll get into tomorrow's games after that, but I like both the number one seeds to win in very tight games. Baltimore over the Texans, the Niners over the Packers, but again, it won't be easy. Let's go to the Lions at 412-928-9370. We have Chuck on the cell. Hey, Chuck, what's up? Good morning, Bob. Uh, I remember a story a while ago, and I believe I heard it on Cook and Joe's show, that when Matt Canada was hired, he was given permission to name all his own assistant coaches. And I was wondering if Faulkner and Sullivan were two of them, and will the new offensive coordinator have the same option? Well, I, I don't know if he specifically brought those. Those guys have been around. Faulkner's have been a very good running back coach for them. Um, but I do think if you're going to go in this case and bring in someone from the outside, he probably will want people around him who he trusts and, and will execute his game plan. Since Mike Tomlin said he wants someone who's done this before in the NFL, then that person likely will bring in coaches. So there will be changes. I'm not sure specifically if those guys will be back. I think they did a very good job when Canada was fired in play calling specifically. I thought it was much better. but I did too. But I do think that whoever it is is going to have some say in who's on this staff. Yes. Well, I appreciate your time, Bob. You have a great weekend and take care. All right. Stay warm there, Chuck. Appreciate it. Let's go out to Guy in California who joins us here on the Fan Hotline. What's up, Guy? Hi, Bob. Good morning. How you doing? Doing hey, great. Listen, I just, I just want to talk about the, the before I talk about the pens. Though I, you know, the pens are mired in this morass of mediocrity. Um, I, I want to thank Mason for coming up strong. You know, those of us who had futures bets for eight and a half or nine wins for the season. I mean, it was it was kind of uh, stressful toward the end of the season, <laughs> but he he came up big, and you know. A lot of people cashed in nicely. But anyways, going back to the Pens, there's, as you say, a big game tonight against the, the Vegas Golden Knights. But the, now's the time to knock off the Knights. The Knights are dealing with some major injuries. They've got four big injuries. Their centers, Carlson and, and uh, Jack, uh, Jack Eichel are out. And, and uh, Eichel's their number one goal scorer with 19, and, and Carlson's their number four scorer with 15. They're, they're possibly the top offensive defenseman, and, and Shea Theodore's out. Yeah, he's and been playing no really may, well for them, for sure. And then the goalie, Aiden Hill, may or may not be back. So if you, now's the time to knock these teams off. And it, one last thing, if, if they can go on a run like the Oilers are on now, a 12-game win streak, I mean, you could imagine where the, that would put them in, in the uh, – in, the, in the, both the division and the conference. Well, absolutely. And, Guy, to your point, the Penguins right now are, are lumped in with a bunch of teams. Let me count them for you. The Penguins have 48 points. The Islanders, Devils both have 49. That's just one more point, and they both have games in hand over that. Penguins have games in hand. And then the Capitals with 50. The separation to Carolina is just seven points, and Carolina has played more games than the Penguins. So if they do go on a run, and typically they do okay against Western Conference teams – you're right. They can jump up quite a bit, but conversely, they've been 10-3-3 three, three in their last 16, and they've not really gained any ground. 
because some of these teams are still winning, and you know you wonder if someone's going to move back or not. Um, but I, when I look at Vegas, I see you're right. They're they're an injured team, but they're still a good team. And on home ice, they do a very good job. They're 17 and five on home ice, so um, that's going to. And I expect to see a lot of Penguin fans there. I know people specifically have made the trip out there this weekend, so I think it'll be a fun game. The team like Arizona is a team you got to beat, even though they're better. But when you take advantage of these kind of teams, you got to come up with points, and the power play will be a big role. It's this time. It's this time of the season. Last point. It's this time of the season. January and February, where where you do get the separations, and they, they've got to make the move now. I, I think the whole idea with that if the team you know by November, if they're not in the play, they don't look to be in the playoffs. I don't think that's true, and I think Edmund, the, the Oilers certainly speak against that. The Oilers are now in third place in their division, yeah. so this is the time to make it happen. Well, they had to, you're right, and thanks, guy, for the call. The Oilers had to do something. They were off to such a terrible start; they changed coaches, and boom. Immediately, have won twelve in a row, and all of their stars are starting to play better. Specifically, Drysital, he has really come on. Of course, you know what you got with uh, Connor McDavid. Let's go to Rick on the cell, who joins us right now. Sports Radio ninety three seven, the fan. Rick, welcome to the Bob Pompiani Show. How are you today? Hey, hey, all right, Pomp. How you doing? Uh, Good. Hey, I just wanted to say, like Brock Purdy, the final pick in the draft. I mean, bona fide. I mean, he was a uh, contender for MVP last year or whatever. Why why can't Mason Rudolph, who was a much highly touted projected number one, fell to number uh, third round? Why can't he get a fair shake at, at the at the uh, the Steelers' starting job? And we feel we have to bring someone else in. I just don't well, understand. I mean, he has a much higher pedigree than Purdy does, and definitely Pickett. Well, I th- first of all, I think Purdy was underappreciated in this draft when they, you know, even the Steelers, they took um, uh, Chris Oladukin in the same round ahead of Purdy in the seventh round. They, they were looking for another quarterback and they still chose not to, to take him and they chose Oladukin instead. I think a lot of teams made a mistake on him, number one. But okay. I also think San Francisco has a more open mind when it comes to this. They had Trey Lance. They had Jimmy Garoppolo and they chose – to look at what they saw in practice and make a decision accordingly. They like Brock Purdy. They, I'm sure they thought he could succeed, but I don't think they thought he could supplant a guy they picked with a number three overall pick in Trey Lance. The Steelers, on the other hand, are going to give Pickett every opportunity to, to do what they hope he can do. And in doing so, maybe blinded with some of the stuff that's gone on in some of these you know practices and uh, training camp in Latrobe. I thought, based on what I saw, that Mason Rudolph was better than both quarterbacks, especially last year. At, at and he never, you know, he, there's a pecking order, uh, and they didn't want to disturb the pecking order. And only until so an injury he- and a failure by Trubisky that he got the opportunity. And and even Mike Tomlin said he was encouraged by what he saw. But yet, in that press conference, he immediately said that Pickett is going back to QB one, which makes me wonder what Mason will respond with. So why? So why is Tomlin so? I mean, it's it's evident because it's a first I mean, round pick, and he may have picked. No, 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 no. Let me let me say why is it's it's evident. Why is Tomlin have something against Rudolph? And and you and I think you'd be. I don't think it's against Rudolph, Rick. What I think is it's because of Kenny Pickett. He wants him to succeed to justify the pick. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I totally know what you mean. But, I mean, why do we feel like the the, the crazy talk about bringing in a, a Russell Wilson, which would never happen, or bringing in someone else? Kirk Cousins, a lot of people want him. Kirk but Cousins, I mean, which is never going to happen. ACL I mean, you surgery have a guy there. I think you have a guy there. I mean, he was he he was fantastic at Oklahoma State. He was unbelievable. Yeah, and he's but, been really good in this stretch, and he's been willing to stay in the pocket and let plays develop. Uh, you know, I'm all for uh, if you have quarterback mobility, that's fine, but it shouldn't take over for pocket presence. You got to have the pocket presence first. The mobility comes when you're moving around to try to create more time to let plays develop. It isn't to vacate all the time, and I see that a lot with Pickett. So, so one more one more follow up with all this being said, will they re-sign Mason Rudolph? That's the sixty-four thousand dollar question, Rick. I don't know the answer, and I think it's all about what Rudolph sees in the free agent market. If he decides that there's a better opportunity for him and he can get a legitimate shake. See, I, I thought the one thing Mike Tomlin said that I didn't agree with, and thanks for the call, Rick. I really appreciate thanks, you brought Paul. some good thanks. points, is is saying he didn't have to say at the season-ending press conference that Pickett goes back to QB1. He didn't have to say that. There's no reason to say that. When asked about the competition, say it's going to be an open competition. Whatever we decide on, it's open. If anything, you could have said, and he can't say this because Rudolph is a free agent and he knows you wouldn't technically be on the roster. When asked, is the quarterback of your team in 2024, the starting quarterback on the roster, he said yes. That's, again, to me, a, an indication that he's going to give Pickett every opportunity to lose that job. So that if you're Mason Rudolph, you got to factor that in into your next decision. Unless he's comfortable with coming back as the backup. And let's say, Matt Harkins, he doesn't come back. Let's say he leaves. Do you keep Trubisky around? He's still under contract. Or do you move away from that? That means you got to create a whole new quarterback room. I feel like you would have to get rid of Trubisky. I don't know. The past two years have not been great. No, I agree. And and you could save some cap money there as well. So there will be some shuffling going on. We'll talk about it. We have Rob and Braddock, Joe and North for sales, Carl in Monroeville, and three open lines for you at 412-928-9370. We'll take a break. Come back with more right here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. 
We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. All right, we got a lot of callers. Just rattle them off here, and we'll begin with Joe in North Versailles. Welcome to the Bob Pompiani Show. Joe, go. Quick, uh, Kenny Pickett uh, and what uh, he can and can't do next year. I think the problem for the Steelers is, and I could be wrong, but I think there's about a dozen quarterbacks that are going to play that are going to be as good, better, or elite. Uh, and unless the Steelers do fix that offense, uh, they can't score 17 points and beat Patrick Mahomes and, and uh, the uh, Los Angeles Chargers quarterback and some of the others that they're going to face next year. So I think, you know, uh, I, I don't know if he's going to be able to do that, uh, but uh, I'd say next year's make or break. Um, as far as uh, this weekend's games, as I've mentioned before when I've been on with you, is I don't make predictions. I, I have too many empty pockets. But I agree. <laughs> I would just say that when you have those games like Green Bay and Houston had where they overperformed last week, uh, they usually come back down to earth. Who knows what will happen today, but you can't see they're not going to be scoring 45 and 48 points most likely. No. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate that, and you're right. And here's the interesting thing, though, about the importance of a quarterback and why you need to have good quarterback play and why they pay those guys so much and why, if you don't, you struggle. There are eight teams left, right, in this division round. Seven of the eight were first-round picks. Goff, first overall. Baker Mayfield with Tampa, first overall. C.J. Stroud, second overall. Look what he's done in his rookie year. Josh Allen, first overall, seventh overall. Uh, Then you have Pat Mahomes, 10th overall in the first round. Jordan Love was way at the end, but they've waited on him patiently. 26th overall pick, number one pick with Green Bay few years ago, and he's a number one pick. Lamar Jackson, of course, the last pick of a draft in the first round. All those guys I mentioned are first-round picks. The only exception is Brock Purdy, where he was Mr. Irrelevant at 262. He was a seventh-round pick, but you get my point. you got to have good quarterback play to compete in the NFL. Let's go to the top of the list here. Uh, Matt, we got Rob and Braddock. Hey, Rob, how are you? Hey, Bob, how's it going? What's going on, man? Not too much. Before I get started, I just want to – I understand the radio. I don't understand the radio business, but I get it. Controversy and negativity usually drives up the ratings and give you and get people to listen and watch. But my whole thing is it's like every like I listen to the fan a lot. I listen before I go to work, during my lunch break, and when I'm on my way home. And it's like every radio host just anytime Tomlin does something that they don't agree with. They make a they make an anthill into a mountain, and then the viewership gets the air and on and, and things of that nature. Now I'm not a Tomlin apologist. I understand he has his warts, but what I'm not understanding is like, why do everyone just seem like we could just replace him so easily, or that he's actually doing a bad job? I'm not saying he's doing a great job, but to me, it's like the Pittsburgh fans and the media is making. Steeler fans look bad because the downside is just like, well, what is wrong with these people? Why do they want Tomlin out of there so bad? They're just some spoiled Steeler fans. And I'm starting to get on that boat. Like, why are we – like, I feel like a lot of Steeler fans are spoiled. Like, they say, well, we are – our expectations and our standards are Super Bowl. Well, the Steelers been around for 85, 90 years. We only went to the Super Bowl eight times. 
That's like once out of every eight, nine years. Don't make it seem like we go to the Super Bowl every no, year. No, I get it. And I think, Rob, here there's two, there's two trains of thought. Number one, I appreciate coaches that can get their teams in contention every single year. I think you know people have gone out of their way to make – the fact that he's never had a losing season into a negative, when in fact it's a positive. That I you, believe so too. But but the other side of that is the expectations then ramp up. And your expectations, and Mike said it the other day, oh, we want to win championships. Well, if that's the expectation, they've fallen short over the last 13 years. They haven't been able to win playoff games, and when they lose, they lose ugly and blown out fashion early on. So oh, well, that's, me- that's the side of it. Now listen, if you look around, you'll see – the similarities of these coaches is ridiculous. McCarthy, look at John Harbaugh, Mike Tomlin, and Pete Carroll all closely. You'll see they're almost identical. identical. They've been around for a long time. I think ownerships values coaches that could keep you relevant. So I think I appreciate somebody who makes the whole season worth watching, but I also think then the ramp up expectations do affect how people view him. But let me ask you a question. When was the last time you actually thought the Steelers had a Super Bowl roster? The, well, the last time- see, my problem here is that I think they've had Super Bowl rosters. And, and specifically, Rob, Mike Tomlin has had a Hall of Fame quarterback at his disposal for many years. And he also had the Killer Bees together for a while, where I think a lot of people thought that team was destined for some big things. So I will answer by saying, yes, they've had rosters that I thought were good enough to compete. The past but when you, get, when you get blown out, well – Okay, go back to defensively. Yes, I think they've had playmakers. Offensively, not as many. But I go back to that eleven and zero start when you know that COVID year and that first playoff game. You know, I thought they had enough talent to beat Cleveland that year. I agree. But it started with a botched snap, and then the next thing you know, they're now thirty-five nothing, whatever it was. I mean, that that's what I'm referring to. But I okay, think when you have will- a Hall of Fame quarterback, my expectations would be higher. Why don't Kevin Colbert – my thing is, why don't Kevin Colbert get any blame? Because like, when it comes to the talent on the team, first thing people say is, well, Mike Tomlin was in the draft room. Mike Tomlin was in the draft room. Okay, he might have been in the draft room. But I don't uh, – Kevin Colbert's the GM, so his his job is to acquire the talent. Now, Mike Tomlin might have a, you know, a say-so in it to a certain extent, but when it comes down to it, it goes on Colbert. And what Bill once says that Colbert – has been horrible in the draft for the past five, six years. The reason why we signed so many free agents last offseason is because that we didn't have any depth on our team because we're not hitting on them third, fourth, fifth round. Yeah, and that used to be a staple. And, and I mean, it's a, it's a thanks, Rob, for the call. I'm up against the break. But the, the, those kinds of things are important. But when you draft where they draft, it's more difficult to do it. I think overall Kevin Colbert did a very good job. Uh, of managing, but I also think we don't know who makes the actual call because the Steelers don't let you know who it is. It's a it's a collective group in there. I'm of the belief that Mike Tomlin has a lot of say in it, but I don't know specifically what. Real quick, one more call here before we go to the break here, Matt, and that would be Chuck in Uniontown. Hey, Chuck, how are you today? Hey, Bob, and thank you. I know you're up against a break, but I just want to ask you this. Are you as frustrated as I am? about the lack of off-season activity that the Pirates have shown have not done much of anything. Yes. Because, because I think, you know, it seemed that after last year they were on the upswing. You win 14 games more than the year before. You're, you're starting to build. You're, you're starting to get a little bit of momentum. And now I'm hearing that a lot of the pitching staff that they're counting on is people that have not even been in the major leagues yet. 
it just it just seems like they're going to go backwards this year when they could when they should really be getting over 500 and in the contention. Good point, Chuck. Thank you for the call. Hope you're doing well. Yes, uh, I'm frustrated because I thought they should have spent more money. And yes, to your point, when you improve your roster standing by 14 uh, games, then the next step is to do it again. How do you do it again? Well, you go out and you acquire some talent. They have people in their system who I still am bullish about. I think they have some young pitchers who could develop here. But unless they do it pretty quickly, you're going to have – you know, again, guys who are in their 30s, one-year contract guys who come and maybe they'll be good for a certain stretch and they fall apart for a certain stretch. I do think their bullpen is pretty strong. Um, I want to see what happens with some of the power or lack of it, and I think it's still a big problem here. Uh, so, you know, no, I want them to be much more active. I wanted to see some really decent names, and there were some decent names in the pitching market who commanded higher, uh, you know, paychecks. But they shouldn't be afraid of that. After what happened last year when they improved by 14. Now, that's on one hand not saying all that much because they were so bad the year before. But they did improve. And they have a nucleus here. they got to add to it. And they haven't done it. Skip, you'll be up when we come back. It's 412-928-9370. Now it's time for Fan Weather, which is brought to you by Sun Chevy. 2024 starts with great incentives on Trailblazer, Equinox, Silverado, SunChevy.com. Today mostly cloudy, brisk, and bitterly cold. Some snow showers. Um... I don't think you'll see an accumulation. High of only 17. Tonight, breezy, cloudy, couple of flurries. It only goes to 14, and then we'll see a little bit of a warm-up as this week goes on. That's your fan weather brought to you by Sun. Hour 2 is on the way on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.